0: I am not so sure that you should offer white labeling. So white labeling is a business model that can help you expand your design services and reach new clients. Sounds great, right? As a designer, you offer your services to a company or agency under their branding rather than your own. The benefits of white labeling include increased revenue, which is great, access to new clients, also amazing, and opportunities for creative growth. Okay, cool. Everything sounds great. However, White labeling also has its downsides, such as giving up creative control or recognition. So it's important to approach the process with a growth mindset and set clear guidelines and communicate openly with the company or agency if you decide to offer white labeling. I've been on both sides. Welcome to the Profitable Graphic Designer Podcast. I'm Katie Sandel, Brand Strategist, Designer, and the CEO of a successful six-figure design agency. I teach brand, graphic, and web designers how to get more clients, increase their pricing, and build profitable design businesses in a simple and sustainable way. We have online programs, courses, and templates that you can use, as well as our coaching and mastermind high-touch experience for creatives. You can find out more about starting and growing your design business at AventiveAcademy.com. But until then, grab a cup of coffee and join me in today's podcast episode. I am so excited to talk about white labeling for graphic designers because so many of you have asked me about it without even knowing what white labeling is. So, let's start with kind of defining what white labeling is and then we'll, you know, dive deep into if that's something you should be doing or you should be looking for designers who actually do white labeling. So white labeling is a business model where a company or agency hires another business to provide a product or service under its own branding. So in the context of graphic design, it means that a designer offers their services to a company or agency under their branding. So And the designer creates the design work, but it's the company or agency that takes credit for it. Here is an example. A graphic design agency is working on a project for a large corporation, but they don't have an in-house design team to handle all the work. The agency then hires a freelance designer to create the designs for the project under the corporation's branding. The corporation, which in this case would be a branding studio or branding agency, will use the designs to market their products or services, but the designer's name won't be associated with the work. So for example, a few years ago when I was you know, still just a freelance designer, I didn't have a team or anything like that. It was just me. I was hired by one branding agency to design a logo, I think labels and packaging, some posters and stuff for their client. So they were, it's basically like outsourcing. So they outsourced to me. I designed all of that. And I still remember clearly it was for this kind of like, I think they were plumbers. So I designed their visual identity, their even website, I believe, like whatever. So I designed a bunch of different things, but nothing was under my name or my agency. The client didn't even know that I designed it. So I was a contractor for that larger branding and design agency. So they took all the credit and I'm sure, so they paid me I don't even remember, but something like very, very cheap, let's say like under $1,000. I I remember it like it was under $1,000. And I believe that they charged thousands and thousands of dollars to their client. And so, you know, when they paid to me, they took the profit, they kept the profit, and that's how they're able to, you know, grow their business and get more clients without really having like full-time employees. Or maybe, maybe they even had like a small team of full-time employees and part-time employees, but then they still needed to outsource to get some additional help. I will talk about the benefits of offering white labeling services, and I will talk about the downsides of white labeling, and we'll also talk about if that's something you should consider when growing your design agency and then maybe outsourcing to others. That is definitely something that we do within my agency. Of course, we don't pay our uh, contractors under $1,000, but yeah, so, so basically... White labeling is a common practice in many industries, and it's often used to provide a broader range of services to clients. I'll give you an example within my branding and design agency. We don't have a full-time employee who does website designs or website development, like coding, like that's just something that I never wanted to provide and I never wanted to learn about coding, like it's just not creative from my perspective if you love coding that's totally <laughs> fine i just don't like coding I, I find it like extremely boring so i just cannot do it i never wanted to learn and i also n- was never getting a lot of clients who needed like custom coding like totally html css javascript like all those things like i just never needed i just never needed someone to work full time for me when it comes to you know coding That's just an example, right? So I would always, so every time when I get a client, I would always outsource that part. And I now have a team of contractors that I go to every time when I get a client and they're looking for something that I or my core team doesn't provide, such as coding. So when we get a client, I have... I do. I usually do brand strategy or I bring on a contractor who works with me on the brand strategy and then I have a brand designer and a graphic designer who is amazing. But again, she is my contractor and I outsource to her and she doesn't really take the credit. However, I am really transparent and I say to my clients that I outsource all the work and that we are a floating agency, which means that we hire based on our clients needs. And my clients love that. And I love that. And I'm just not a person that would like to have full time employees and then, you know, stress about their paychecks and have them rely on me and not just them, but their families as well. So, you know, and I also like really care about like different lifestyles and things like that. So I mean, I'm going to leave this for some other episode, but yeah, white labeling is really a common practice. And I've seen a lot of, like, especially if you're a freelancer, it does help you when you still don't have your full portfolio. You just need to make sure that the larger agency or corporation will let you use the work. So we always Every single time when we have, when we hire a contractor to work under my branding and design agency for our clients, we do let our contractors to use the work as their work on their website and we have a contract for that. So basically we would sign a contract, I would sign a contract and my contractor would sign a contract where we do say the work is owned by aventus studio which is my branding and design agency but you're more than welcome to show to showcase your work i mean you designed it we owned it on your portfolio on your website like you can post it on instagram do whatever and our clients know again, that they designed it. So for example, a few years ago, we had a skincare line and I brought in a brand designer, a web designer, a web developer, and a graphic designer, I believe. So that's four contractors. And my client knew that I have four people who are not like full staff, like who are not full-time employees for Aventive Studio. But they actually are contractors and freelancers who have their own businesses. But I brought them in. I brought them all together to work on this project to deliver everything to my clients so that my client doesn't need to find four different people. So there are a lot of benefits of offering white labeling services, as a brand graphic or web designer. And one of them is increased revenue. So white labeling allows you to expand your services and take on more work, which can lead to increased revenue. So if you're not getting enough clients at the moment, You could reach out to branding and design agencies, marketing agencies. So basically to someone who does offer the same services as you do, but you can reach out to them and ask them like, hey, do you maybe need additional help? This is what I do. This is what I specialize in. This is my portfolio. Is there a way I can help you and your clients? Because sometimes these agencies are so busy and sometimes they even say no to clients because they don't have the capacity. But if they have you that they can always go to, they can definitely accept those clients, accept more clients and send them to you. And of course, like if they're like, you don't, you probably will not know how much they are charging their clients. But if you have your rates set, you can definitely you know still work with them and you might now think like oh but I'm not me ma- I, I will not be making enough money. well you will it depends what kind of agency you work with. So my friend now I'm not sure if I should mention his name so I will not I will use him as a Nick for example. So my friend Nick was working under one agency, a large large agency in California and they were working on a huge project. Let's say that was a logo for, I don't know. I don't want to mention brands. So, cause I'm not sure if I should be talking about this, but basically, so Nick was working under one branding and design agency. They contracted him and told him, we need to redesign this logo for like a large, large company. And, you know, so he designed like 50 different logos he sent that to them. They were going like back and forth. It was like that project took about a year. And he made a ton of money, like literally thousands and thousands of dollars. I think they even got to the six figures where he earned six figures from one logo design. And I think he selected the colors, but still, so that agency charged. I don't know, like million dollars, and they gave him hundred thousand. I mean, yeah, it's a big difference, but hundred thousand dollars for a logo sounds really good to me, right? So you know, it's not that always. It's not always that you will be you will be making like pennies. You know, it's not. It's not that they will give you twenty dollars while they're charging two thousand dollars, or two thousand dollars while they're charging twenty thousand dollars. There are large design agencies that you can reach out to. Now the other. benefit is that you're like getting access to new clients. So working with other companies or agencies can help you reach new clients and build your reputation, especially if they let you use the work in your portfolio. So my to go back to my friend, Nick, so he designed that now famous logo, and he's using that in his portfolio. So now, either Clients and other, you know, people who are looking into redesigning their logo and whatnot, they don't go to that branding and design agency, but they go directly to him. So this is how he's getting new clients. So that's, you know, kind of like access to new clients. And with that also comes opportunities for, you know, creative growth. Like white labeling can give you access to more exciting projects and help you improve your design skills and knowledge. Because when you're working on your own, by yourself, and maybe even even if you, so let's say you have a branding and design agency or a web design agency and you're, you're doing fine. And you maybe even have some employees and maybe you even have some contractors that you outsource So You can still do white labeling for a bigger corporation, for a bigger company than you are. And that helps you really learn more about how some other design agencies function. And also, you will be working with creative directors, designers, and whatnot. Like, where you will be able to learn more about their process. Maybe you will you will even find out like how they got to that client. How did they really like get that client? Was it cold emailing? Was it in person networking events? What, what was it, right? And then you can implement that in your marketing strategies to grow your creative business. And the last benefit that I'm going to talk about is that when you offer white labeling as your services, you spend less time on your own business and marketing, which can sound now bad, but hear me out. So when you're working for another company, they take care of the business and marketing aspects, which can be a relief for designers who struggle with these areas. Now, if you know me for some time, you know that I am always all about building your own business and getting your clients But if you are not at a level where you know you can grow and where you're not getting enough clients, why not try this? Because again, you will not need to spend a lot of time promoting and marketing, and you will need to spend some time reaching out to these corporations and agencies that are bigger than you are. And that's totally fine. But also, it can happen that they reach out to you. So there are a lot of different, you know, benefits. However, you know, as as a business coach for designers, I always advise that you focus on your business and your marketing and, you know, don't ever just like put it on the side where you don't have enough time to work on your business and your marketing, because if you want to be a successful business owner, you have to promote your business no matter what. And even if you're now offering white labeling services to someone else, you still need to put some kind of effort into promoting and marketing your business until you're able to go, you know, full into it and have clients on your own. So now the downsides of white labeling. So we talked about the benefits. Now the downsides of white labeling. So what? while well, white labeling can be an excellent way to expand your services, it also has a lot of downsides, I would say. The first one is limited creative control. So when you are white labeling, you're working under someone else's branding and guidelines, which can limit your creative control. You are probably going to work with a lot of different people. So if you are like my friend, Nick, who a larger corporation outsourced to, I am sure that he wasn't happy when he heard And no matter the money, like, really, no matter the money, I know that I would never be happy to hear that I need to provide 50 different logo designs for this one project. Like, it's just unrealistic. I think it's too much. It's crazy, right? But again, I mean, he was paid well for it. So I don't know. Like, you'll see if it's worth it for you or not. And every deal, every project is totally different. But I'm just saying that... When you're working for a company like that, it's it almost feels like you're their employee, you're their contractor, right? So in that case, you already know that you will be working with a lot of different designers, a lot of different creative directors, there there will be a lot of people who are decision makers. It's not that you will have a full creative freedom where you can do whatever you want and then Go back and forth with a client. No, like this, you will be going back and forth, like probably way many like more times than with a client because now other designers and other creatives are involved in this project. So you will be going like back and forth with them until you select. I mean, you you all, so not you, but probably them actually select what they believe are the best solutions for their client and then. They will be talking to their clients, so they will be going back and forth with their client, and then they will go back to you and make, you know, changes, revisions, and go back to the client. So you do have limited creative control, like no matter what, like it's, it's just what it is. However, sometimes, you know, things might work really well. Maybe you'll provide you know, like three different logo designs and they will be like, oh, we'll love this one. That's it. And they send it to the client. It's all approved. It's all done. It's all ready to go. So, you know, you never know. However, like I just want you to know that a lot of there there will be a lot of decision makers. The other downside is a lack of credit. So your name want to really be associated with the work you create, which can be frustrating for designers who want to showcase their portfolio and build their reputation. Again, in my branding and design agency, we do allow our designers to use the designs that they created in their portfolio, even though they worked under Aventive Studio. It's just something that's very important to me, and I want them to take the credit for their work. However, many Many, many <laughs> larger agencies will say no to that. They will you know, they want to take the name for it, and I totally get it. it's 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 almost like when you hear that, you know, famous songwriter, ok. Well, did they really write that song, or someone else wrote it and then they just signed it? You know, it's like ghostwriter. It's, ghost writing for example is something that's very it, it's basically the same like I like there there are politicians that I, I truly don't believe that they wrote the books that they claim they did I truly believe that they outsourced to ghost writers and then you know made some changes or maybe they outlined the book and then ghost writers fill it in and now they just put the name on it and they said oh I wrote the book okay cool but That's not a case, you know. So, and I totally get it. I, I, I do something very similar with our blog. We have a ghost blogger, so we have someone who writes blog for us. He would write four blog posts per day, per day, not per day, per month. So he would write four blog posts per month and send it to us, and then we post it on our website. That says that it, and it goes under Katie Sundell. But again. That's what he's paid for, right? So that's the downside of lack of credit. Um, But when it comes to designs, like we, every time when we hire designers, we really want them to use that, to be able to use that in, in their portfolio. And the last thing that I'm going to talk about when it comes to downsides is the potential for misaligned values. So when you're working for another company, you need to make sure that they share your values and vision for the project, which in most cases is not a case. In most cases, they come to you without asking you what you think or how you think that the process or project should go. They just tell you, we need a logo design. It needs to include this. I mean, you know, they'll to talk to the client, so they know exactly what they're looking for. And that goes back to limited creative control, right? So most of the time they would come to you and tell you, hey, we need a logo, it needs to have a bridge, and this is the font we're going to use if you can just put it together. And like, that's it. So that that's what I mean by like values, vision for the project, especially vision for the project, you know, they have their own thing and they just need someone who's gonna execute that. So now we talked about the benefits and downsides of offering white labeling services. I do want to say that in the past, I used to offer white labeling services when I wasn't able to have as many clients as I have now. Now, I don't think I would do that unless, I don't know, like something crazy happens like Apple or Nike or Starbucks, like if they want to rebrand and they want to hire me, they want to hire. So, the, if they already work with a large branding agency and that large branding agency wants to hire me, maybe I would say yes. I probably would. Like, I really don't know. I would think about it. <laughs> but if you're someone who is not having enough clients at the moment, I would like suggest like you reach out to other agencies. So if you're interested in offering white labeling services as a brand graphic or web designer, let's talk about like some tips that you can take. So the first one is you could reach potential companies or agencies, like you would look for companies or agencies that align with with the services that you offer and things that you would maybe want to have in your portfolio, and, you know, so, so basically just reach out, like find agencies online and reach out to them. You could also set like clear guidelines, like making sure. So when you start working with them, you would just make sure that the scope of the project, like the deadlines and the payment terms are clear, because sometimes with these large companies, they have their rules and sometimes you just have to follow them, but you don't have to follow them like all the time. I, and I've heard this like many times where they pay at the end, where they don't do 50% down payment and then 25, like at 70% and then 25 at the end, they they just pay at the end. So you have to make sure that you trust them if that's the case, or you Try to change the rules, okay? And every time when you work with a company like that, you have to sign a contract. So a contract will protect both you and the company or agency you're working for and will outline the terms of the agreement. That contract is usually going to be provided by them, but I want you to really read Like really go through it. And I know sometimes you you might even get like a 30 page contract, but really go through it. I think it's worth it. And if you want to make any changes, you can. You definitely can tell them like, hey, is there a way we can make this change? And if, if it's possible, they will make that change. And also, like, keep communication open. So make sure to, to, like, really keep open communication with the company or agency throughout the project to ensure that the work is meeting their expectations. Because if they're unhappy, like, and I'm not saying this, like, oh, you have to be a people pleaser. (laughs) No, you just have to, like, make sure that you understand what they're looking for, who the client is, and to really know your role. Okay, so I think that's it for this uh, podcast episode. But basically, in conclusion, white labeling can be an excellent way to expand your design services, and increase your revenue as a graphic brand or web design business owner. And it can also provide you with access to exciting projects and valuable experience, like the the project that I mentioned. Like, yeah, I would probably say yes to rebranding Starbucks. (laughs) However, it's crucial to, to really carefully consider the potential downsides and ensure that you're working with uh, like a really good company or agency that aligns with, with everything that, that you feel like, you know, with. I don't want to say like with your values and vision, but kind of. Uh, So yeah, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Profitable Graphic Designer. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Aventive Academy. And I would really, really, really appreciate if you could leave a review and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us today on the Profitable Graphic Designer. In addition to this podcast, we have created some amazing online courses to help you set up your business, get more clients, and scale to the income level you desire. If you need help developing your graphic brand or web portfolio so it stands out, if you want to learn how to create proposals, new clients will say yes to, if you're still trying to figure out how much to charge for your services... And if becoming the go-to designer for your dream clients is your goal this year, then I invite you to enroll in my signature 12-week program, The Profitable Designer, or one of our other specialized online courses. To learn more about it and get started, visit AventiveAcademy.com. See you next time.